Okay, Joe. Let's get the show on the road. <clears throat> Let's go. Transcending history and the world, a tale of souls and swords, eternally retold. Welcome back to the stage of history. Yeah, I've been waiting for this. Check it out now. Third strike, yo. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Adam and Joe After Hours podcast. I'm your host, Adam. I'm your host, Joe, and we're coming to you. After Hours. So, <laughs> so what's, what's going on, Joe? How you been? Oh, man, dude, it's it's been a minute. It's been a minute, you yes, know? Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Like, like, we came up with this on a whim. And, yeah. well, now we're here. We, we haven't really had a... Had a proper, oh, what would the phrase be? You just haven't had a proper opportunity to really catch up. You just kind of said, let's start a podcast. Why not? Yeah, bro, no, that yeah, was you. You were on Twitter yeah, talking about, yeah. so, bro, I want to start a podcast. I caught that shit three hours late. I was like, oh my God. I used to have a podcast when I was like a fucking sophomore in high school. I was, uh, was bright eyed and bushy tailed. And I was like, yo, I've been itching to start a podcast for so long because like a week before you posted that tweet, I wanted to do. Um, my own fight, my, my own podcast was going to be specifically about fighting games because I have a real passion for that genre. Um, and it was just going to be just me just talking about things that I like for like, maybe like an hour, maybe half hour, you know, something like that. And then I just saw like Joe wants to start a podcast. I couldn't think of a better co-host. So. Yeah. Oh, oh thank you, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Without further ado, I guess we could really just lay out our mission statement. Like, this podcast is just, like, two friends talking about just anything. Like, life, current events, a lot of pop culture, because, you know, we're sponges for that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. And just a general discussion about anything that can come to mind in the mind of a person as unique as the two of us, you know? Yeah, yes. So I want to ask you, Joe, how was your 2020? Would you do this past year, this fucked up ass year? You know, would you would you play? Who'd you meet? What happened to you? What, what's going on? To say that it was fucked up, as, as what you just said, is a massive understatement, man. It was a massive understatement. Um, well, you know, like it, I, I feel like I feel like um, like the the whole oh 2020 was the worst year, like. You know, like yeah, that, that's like that's a general agreement that we yeah, it's just that we can all agree upon. You know, I'm I'm not gonna be out here like yeah, fuck 2020, fuck 2020, like that that's been said and done. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, man, I really changed. I know everyone says this, but like I became a whole different person over quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into so many different new hobbies. I met a lot of people that I otherwise wouldn't have mm-hmm. because I'm going to be honest, boredom, <laughs> boredom drove me to, uh, you know, venture out, find new things to do, get involved in some new, um, like in some new communities, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, a really, really big thing, like not that they didn't start over uh, 2020, but something that, uh, you know, I'm a really big, uh, you know, supporter and then believer is Black Lives Matter, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He fucks with the movement, everybody. Did you hear that? He fucks with the movement. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, while, okay, 
I mean, there's multiple reasons, but while I wasn't able to actually go out there, march the streets, uh, unfortunately, um, you you can catch me signing every petition. You can catch me donating. Who the fuck do you think I am, Adam? You know who I am. Who the fuck do you think I am? But, yeah, so um, I really feel like that was very important, especially over this past year, seeing as how uh, the world was going through such dramatic change. Um, and maybe maybe we'll go into that. Uh, maybe we'll go into detail later about that. Yeah. If you you know want to, if you feel like it. Feel oh, like buddy, I always feel like it. <laughs> yes, sir. But other than that, um, I've gotten into a lot of new games. Mm. Uh, like v- video games are, uh, I mean, pretty pretty big in my life, and I feel like that can go for the both of us. Yes, sir, definitely. And um, yeah, um, I met the but the person that I'm currently in a relationship with mm-hmm. over over this quarantine mm-hmm. yep so I can't I, I mean of course I can complain hello 2020 I don't need to say any more than 2020 is <laughs> yeah that's a fair enough reason to complain very true but, you know all things considered um so many things that uh changed in my life so many uh you know new things that I found out about myself mm-hmm. um Although it was a very hard year, I, I'm I'm kind of grateful, you know, yeah. because had it not been for, you know, 2020, I genuinely don't know where I would be right now. It's a, it's a, like I said, it's like completely different person. So, uh, in a in a very broad sense, yeah, 2020 was was shit as everyone knows, but you know, became a different person by the end of it. So. I don't know if I do it again. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know, if I, do it again, <laughs> I don't know but, if anybody's eager to repeat this past fucking shit show here, dude. Yeah, but you know, it, it it's it's an experience. So yeah, that's those are my thoughts. Those are my thoughts. What 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 uh what uh, new things you've been playing this past 2020? What things you've been rediscovering? If you you know haven't played them for a while, like what uh pieces of culture have you experienced this past 2020, Joe? Well. Before, maybe like, I don't know what like a specific like time, but I know for sure I was really big into reading manga mm-hmm. and I kind of stopped for a little bit. But over this past year, I've picked it up again. I started reading some fucking amazing, amazing manga that have become some of my favorite of all times. Mm-hmm. Um, one, like for example, Spy Family. Spy Family is really good. It's, uh, I started reading it maybe last month and I already am really in love with it. It's so good. If you have it, it it, I recommend, what's up? What is it? What's it about? Like what's, uh, like a, what's like a general synopsis for somebody who's never heard of Spy Family? This is the first time I'm hearing about that. Yeah. So it starts off with, um, I mean, that's, I mean, it's kind of in the name. Like it's it's the Spy Family. It's like. (laughs) And Spy kids for Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, I wish, but... <laughs> um, um, basically, it follows the follows the story of a man, a woman, and their child. And the two... They, they're not... They don't... The guy doesn't want to call them... Like, like uh, uh, doesn't want to call her. 
uh, his wife, so they just are partners, I suppose. Um, they adopt a a little girl, mm-hmm. and he's not really fond of the whole family concept. He completely ditched his last, like his blood family, okay. to pursue his passion of being a spy, to pursue his mission. And so the the story is um, follows them. Uh, he has to uh, become one with the family. He has to accept, come to terms with that he has a family. So uh, they adopt the daughter, and they quickly realize that this that the little girl has some very important powers. Oh. That yeah, they she has some very important powers. She can read minds. So they quickly realize that. And after that, they're like, oh, oh, man, she's important. Like, she's really important. Yeah, that's she's kind of a fucking S tier power if you're like a fucking spy. Do you read somebody's mind? Jesus. Exactly. Man. James Bond would be her. like a half an hour fucking TV show if he could just read <laughs> people's minds, dude. And uh, not even, bro. It's like half an hour. Make, make that make that 10 minutes. <laughs> Credits roll within the first 10 minutes. But yeah, the little girl can read minds and they uh, quickly realize, oh, She's a very important asset to our to our mission. So yeah, that's basically a short little synopsis of the entire manga. I'm currently on volume four, five. I I think I'm leaving off on four and starting five. And so far, it's really good. It's actually getting an anime adaptation pretty soon. Oh, word! So, yes, sir. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I have I haven't seen who's actually doing the anime adaptation but regardless i'm really looking forward to it because it's definitely one of my favorite mangas that i've read over the past year mm-hmm. hey, speaking of mangas getting a good anime adaptation uh read goku fushudo way of the house husband if you haven't read it already <laughs> yep. that shit yep. is god tier it's so fucking hilarious dude like i i'm sorry go on I was going to say, like, just anyone who's listening, if you haven't read Goku Fushido, Way of the House Husband, please read it before it gets the Netflix adaptation. I believe on Amazon uh, or in Viz, like official translations, you can buy up to volume four officially as, as you know, they've released it. So uh, and it's supposed to be getting a Netflix adaptation, I believe, in like March or before before summer. I think this year it's going to be getting its anime adaptation uh, on Netflix. So. Uh, if you haven't read it already, please go do so. It's fucking hilarious. Actually, um, you you recommended it to me not too long ago. Yeah, I haven't been able to November, shut the fuck up about it, dude. In November, and as soon as you did, I was like, if Adam's recommending it to me, then hell yes, I'm going to go. I'm going to go look, look out for it. Uh, anytime I go to Books a Million, which is where I get my manga... Uh, they just never have the second volume. They have the first volume and the third volume, mm. but they never have the second one. And I'm really, you know, because I anytime I go in there, can never find it. And it's such a bummer, such a bummer. But I definitely, I definitely, it definitely looks very interesting. What would you say it's about? Uh, basically, uh, the main character is this uh, Yakuza. Uh, and he has to basically, like he got out, you know, and he's basically living uh, at home with his wife, who's a businesswoman. And it's sort of like a play on gender roles, you know? Like, you'd think that the husband is out working, 
doing his office job while the wife is going to fucking cooking class and hosting like lunch parties and shit. But that's all stuff that he's doing. And every time this dude does anything or steps out in public, he always looks like a scary Yakuza. Always looks like some dude who's going to like cut your throat. But in reality, he's always getting up to like wild shit and shit you wouldn't think he's doing. I think um, the best uh, scene that I can capture, that I can uh, describe to capture what Gokufushu is about um, is this one chapter where he, uh, the husband is at home. You know, and all these chapters are disconnected. They're all like little vignettes, you know, uh, it's a it's a comedy manga, you know, and he's preparing to uh, host a lunch party with the fellow wives of the neighborhood, you know, and he's got this Roomba and this Roomba he's given it a talking to. He's like, you better get up in there. You better do your job because you know what's going to happen if you don't do your job. And the Roomba misses a corner and he fucking gets his broom in there. He's like, hey, you useless piece of crap. You got to dig in this corner. Get in there behind the, the, the drawer in the cabinet like this, you know. And he goes to get some wine. And he like trips on the Roomba and spills the wine everywhere. And when the wives come... You know, it looks like he's bleeding all over the place because there's just wine on his shirt and the floor and the walls and they're horrified. And he's just like, damn it, my lunch party is like a like a fucked up thing now. You know, it's like every chapter is him getting into some sort of antics, some sort of misunderstanding, doing something that you wouldn't really expect an ultra masculine, deadly and feared Yakuza to do. It's really funny. And I can tell you that, like, I don't really you know, laugh that often when I read manga or watch anime, but this shit had me chuckling like five times per chapter. It's good stuff. I That scene alone, I, I'm already conv- I'm, I'm pulling it up. Pulling it up right <laughs> now. Yeah, dude. He's like, yep. like that, that entire, I think the best way to, to summarize the entire series is that it is one giant Yakuza sub story. If you've never played Yakuza, all of the sub stories are just complete fucking antics, and that series is just a sub story per chapter. It's great. Yep, I've already saved it on Manga Dex. So yep, <laughs> that's where that's where that's where I be getting it from. I be getting it from Manga Dex. There's like 50 oh, chapters or something on Manga Dex already. Damn. Oh, I I already know what I'm doing for the rest of the night after this. Then yeah, Shit. it's it's not Shit. very. The chapters usually aren't very long, and they're well choreographed enough to uh, like at least they're the panels are well laid out, and the art is good enough to where you know it you can really easily follow it and digest what's going on without having to like read too much into it. Like, is that what they're doing? Like I had to do with like fucking Stone Ocean and Steel Ball Run and Joe Julian. <laughs> oh my god! Don't 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 don't. Dude, man. as Araki has gone on making JoJo, his panels have gotten harder to follow in a good way. But that doesn't mean that every once in a while I don't have to like go back and reread a chapter to be like, did I get that right? Did they do that? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. As I was reading Steel Ball Run, they're like he, exactly like you said. It's like it's not it's not a bad thing, but it's also like. What uh, did I read that correctly? Um, <laughs> let me let me let me let me go go back a few pages. And <clears> who <throat> shot Johnny Joe Star? <laughs> Bro, okay, <laughs> let's not let's 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 not let's no, not. No, I not. You don't want to talk about steel ball run on the podcast. <laughs> you don't want to get you don't want to get into that that broke back mountain manga. We're gonna be talking for this shit for about three hours if we were acting <laughs> steel ball run. And shit. that's just steel ball run. This has nothing to say about like Jojolian or any other part of JoJo. Yeah, bro. 
<laughs> so, no, I, I mean, not. I could talk about Joe Julian for hours because every month when I read the latest chapter, I'm on the edge of my fucking seat. So I've yet to catch up. I finished Steel Ball Run. Mm-hmm. I haven't started Joe Julian yet. So yeah, would you? I've heard split, uh, like split reviews on it. What would you say uh, about it? Um, you've, you've already experienced part four, so you know how well Araki handles, like, a mystery in his storytelling. Um, I think that, you know, despite the fact that it's slow-paced because it is a monthly sign-in, uh, I really like it. I really like, you know, how the mystery's been unfolding. Like, I've been reading Jojolian for the past, I'd say, three years. Uh, I went, started all the way from, you know, the first chapter that was released back in 20-fucking-11, if, believe it or not. Um, and I've been keeping up with it every month. Occasionally, you know, I go back from the beginning and I restart to make sure that I'm getting the whole story and I'm not missing anything. But I think that the story is incredibly engrossing. Uh, the character drama is, is chef's kiss, top notch. Like the, the character progression of Gappy alone, this has, this has nothing to say about people like, you know, Joshu, who I hated for a while, then loved for a while. Then went back I to hating. I remember that. <sighs> Don't even get me started on Joshu. Um, other characters like Yasuho, Sarugi, uh, uh, Josuke the Fourth, the dad of the family. You know, uh, I, I love the character drama. I love the slow reveals of the mystery. You know, people like the head doctor and what exactly Holly uh, is going on with. You know, Holly and how they're going to fix her, and the whole drama with uh, Josephumi Kujo and Yoshikage Kira of the past. Uh, it's, it's good stuff. I really like it. And a lot of the people who, you know, you see who are coming out, uh, on the days when the chapters get released, typically like between the 14th and the 20th, the chapters usually get released. Um, usually you see all those people like ranting and raving about how fucking awesome it is. There are obviously going to be some haters. There's always haters for everything in JoJo. People hate Phantom Blood, which I don't understand. My boy Jonathan was too good of a gentleman for you to hate that shit. Uh, yeah, no, you know, we never actually discussed that, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> someone fucking agrees. Look, man, Phantom Blood has his problems, but I can tell you full well that I enjoy myself every every time I go back to read it or to watch it. It's got such a good cast of characters, but I digress. Uh, I really like Jojo Lane. I really like uh, its pace. I really like its characters, and I really like its art uh, more so than else. I think it's got some of the most creative uh, stands in the series, like, like, up to part six, up to like part six, like from uh, part three to five, uh, stands, you know, they were pretty easy to, you know, summarize, you know, this stand punches, this stand can create life, this stand can stop time, this stand can heal, you know, but for like part seven, you started, but for part six, I mean, you started to see like more creative, you know, uses of stands, you know, this is like, like Enrico Pucci alone, I could go on for hours That's about. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yep. yep. About how creative and, you know, out there some of the stand abilities can be. People like fucking Speed McQueen, you know, uh, and fucking John Gallier. <laughs> uh, I had to I had to read that whole arc like twice because I was like, yo, what the fuck is he doing? But uh, and then part seven, you, so, you really started seeing some wild ass stands. Uh, talk to my boy fucking. Uh, oh, my God. What was that black dude's name? His stand was Hey, Ya. Hey, yeah. Yeah. It was like um, his name. Oh my god, it was like Coco Loco or something. Hang on. Cause I remember like he was the first stand where I was like, yo, what the hell is he doing? So the black I was like, are you being uh the Hey Ya guy? Yeah, yeah, I know who you mean. I know who you mean. Yeah, he was the guy I believe he was 
Uh, he came in like second place actually, or he actually won it because I thought that uh, Diego won the steel ball run. He came in second, but Poco Loco, I think. No, yeah, Poco Loco. That's his name because yeah, he's the Poco. reincarnation of that kid from Phantom Blood. Yeah, his name is Poco Loco. I just remembered. Right. Oh shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. And and so he like his stand. Hey, y'all was the first one. I was like. Yo, what the hell is this? It's like a, it's like the the Rastafarian head from Prisoner of Azkaban, but it's like talking to this dude, you know. And then you see, you started seeing stands like like fucking Tusk, which I had a hard time understanding at first, and shit like D4C specifically because of the, uh, the whole who shot Johnny Joe Star shit, you know. Because when I first read Steel Ball Run, I read the shitty translation. Uh, it wasn't really like bad. It was just that it had like a typo that really fucked up. How you understood the whole that that whole uh, scenario, you know? Yeah. Uh, like I was like, oh, where's Magenta Magenta again? At what time? You know. So, but with Joe Jolian, it's like the memes, like, oh, this stand can only be used on Tuesdays when the sun is up and it's above fifty-five degrees. Yeah, that shit is accurate. Like, this is one character whose stand is a fucking Lego construct. Sorry, it was. Uh, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really weird stuff. But also some of the most creative stands, like soft and wet, and my personal favorite stand of the part, which is uh, King Nothing, which is Nothing. Uh, the Josuke the Fourth's stand. He's the father, the patriarch, and his stand is called King Nothing after the after the song King Nothing, which is one of the best Metallica songs, bar none. Uh, and it's like a, his stand is like a humanoid, but it's like puzzle pieces. And it like tracks scent and like the puzzle pieces detach and they go to where the scent is and whatnot. It's really creative stuff. Stuff like the rock humans, the Rokakaka, the equivalent exchange. Uh, just as time has gone on, this man Iraqi's gotten wilder with his fucking ideas, man. So. Uh, it gives me something to look forward to when I eventually get to reading Jojo Lane. I've heard that it's actually like the chapters are longer. Like, yeah. They're like part seven, part mm-hmm. seven long. Yeah, it's because, well, Part 7's chapters, like, like, I feel like Araki was getting used to the sign-in style of Part 7, and, like, you could, like, there's a very, there's, a, like, a vast difference in the quality of the writing from the beginning of Part 7 to the end, because he'd gotten used to the longer chapter lengths and how to pace a story around it, and Jojolian's just completely built around those longer chapter lengths, because it is a, is a uh, sign-in, you know, he's able to get away with, like, a lot more adult story elements, you know, he's able to... Uh, tell a lot of the things that he wasn't, or show a lot of things he was only able to tell uh, previously. And right. it's, it was, it's, uh, it's great. Uh, during uh, Weekly Shonen Jump? Yes, back when, like, all the way from part one all the way up through, like, the first, like, I believe it's like, it's like 10 or 20 chapters of part seven that are in Weekly Shonen Jump. Uh, it's, it's, Jojolian and just Sinan Manga period, it's a lot more of, like, an actual, like, sit down and read it experience. You know, because like a lot of manga, like you can just read that shit on your phone. You're sitting on the bus, course, you know, especially yeah. if it's like sh- if it's like a shonen or like shoujo. You know, it's like printed in that that weekly stuff. The chapters usually shorter and they're more action packed. You can just digest that real quick and easy. But sign in manga, you have to like really sit down and and embrace yourself. You know, for what's going on. Like I would not read Berserk the way that I read like Dragon Ball. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah I- Exactly what you mean. There's yeah. a very different attitude when you're going into different um, types of anime. And I think Jojolian is one where um, you will be primed for it by reading Steel Ball Run. And you'll be able to enjoy it. But you need to switch your brain to that mode. 100%. No, yeah, I get what you mean. So yeah. it's kind of like like what you were saying earlier. 
Um, they use that example of yours where you were saying Berserk and Dragon Ball. It feels like with Dragon Ball, you just kind of sit back, relax, read the pages as they go. You don't have to think too much about it. It's like, oh, these guys are fighting. Oh, cool. Uh, meanwhile, with Berserk, you have to actually actively be paying attention, reading all the dialogue, looking at the environments even. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely more... Um, definitely more intensive and a lot more attentive than um, like the weekly Shonen Jump, like you were saying. I was going to bring up the artwork for Berserk because like uh, Dragon Ball's artwork, I love Toriyama's art style and I love what Toru Taro is doing, but it's very easy to look at and like just keep going. It's like, oh, Goku goes left. Very simple, very easy. That also has a lot to do with it. Yeah. And then, like, you read, like, Berserk, and there's, like, a lot of, you know, spreads, and the artwork is very intricate, and the the inking and the lining is very deliberate. So you take a second to digest every single panel. Often when I read Berserk, I will first, like, do, like, a cursory read where I, like, get this, I'm like, okay, I've got the story, and then I'll go back, and I'll just go back and, like, appreciate all of the artwork that is being done, because, you know, it comes out, like, I, I believe it's monthly, isn't it? Uh, uh, Berserk? Yeah. I believe so, yes. Yeah, and so like I'll go back and I'll just take a second to digest all of it and and see all of the artwork. It's the same thing with JoJolian, where like, you know, you can read it once and kind of get what's going on, go back a second time, really take in every little piece, every little bit that's in there. That's the difference between Shonen and Sinon for me, at least. Yeah, definitely. I 100% completely agree with with what you're saying. Yeah. So... I want to ask you, Job. Mm-hmm. Have you been keeping up with everybody's favorite punching bag as of the last like two months? Uh, CD Projekt Red and their hit, <laughs> critically acclaimed video game, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. As I have been. Oh man! Oh man! Uh... Oh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It's like, um, yes, yes. <laughs> um, Although, uh, I will admit here, I will admit, um, I did not buy into the hype of Cyber Cyberpunk 2077 at first. Yeah. Um, it took me around maybe, I don't know, maybe August, mm-hmm. September of this year to actually be like, damn, this is this is going to be cool. Like, damn, oh, oh my God. <laughs> That's what I actually, <laughs> actually fell into the hype. Yeah. And, um, but I wasn't as as big of a like I, like I, as I because I wasn't following it for um, for, for long like for that compared to like other like when it was first um, announced what in twenty it was 2012. 12. 20, 2012. yeah twenty twelve people were following all the way from back then I just now started uh, like you know caring about it really so although I my disappointment was not as uh like like heartfelt as those people Mm -hmm. i definitely i i i feel weird about it right because for a game that's been in development for that long right for that these many delays that have happened over the years like it's just oh i've got something to say about that fucking development time yeah yeah i I, i'm i'm I'm, I'm, (laughs) can't wait to hear it but it's just, I know that video games will never be perfect, right? That's just, that's not ever really going to happen. 
But also, with the amount of time, with the amount of resources, with the like, with what pre- CD Projekt Red is, they're not some they're not some indie developer. Yeah. They're a well-established AAA game developer that has been ge- developing a game for this long, and they still managed to fuck it up. I don't know how any of this happened. I'm gonna be completely honest, but it's it's really disappointing. It, it's honestly really, really disappointing. Um, I definitely have made. Uh, I have made. I have made some. <laughs> memes about it myself who hasn't <laughs> yeah very true but, but yeah it's just i don't know it's it's really it's a really sad situation really so sad. joe like you i did not buy into the hype 2020 has been the year of playing games that are like i'm only playing this because nobody will shut the fuck up about it that was what i did with <laughs> last of us 2 that is what i did with this okay I I didn't like the only CDPR game that I played before this was Witcher 2 because that was free on Xbox and I really liked Witcher 2 and I told myself I'll go back and play Witcher 3 and it's been like 6 years since I've decided since I've wanted to go back and play Witcher 3 like 5 years or 6 years or whatever how or however long it's been since Witcher 3 first released Now Cyberpunk was announced in 20, 2012 they're like it's going to come out when it's ready But here's an interesting tidbit Witcher 3 Blood and Wine came out in 2016. Let me let me just do a quick Google search to see Witcher 3 Blood and Wine it was released on the 31st of May 2016. Cyberpunk's development did not begin until then. So Cyberpunk has only been in development for until its release it was about 4 years. About four years, yeah. About four years. It was only in like the conceptual skeleton crew stages from 2012 all the way to uh, 2016. That's four years. That's half of its development time. And uh, based on all of the stories that have come out about, you know, the work environment at CD Projekt, um, based on all the shit that Jason Schreier has, um, excuse me, said and revealed and all of the, you know, insider information that's actually been verified, Cyberpunk had to have at least been ground up restarted like twice within that four years gives you that impression there's just been a lot of actual like there's like a lot of unconfirmed reports about cdpr and i don't listen to those but there's been like a lot of actual uh legitimate stories about like high turnover rates and mad and massive crunch time and uh stuff that that was going on up until the the final date of we're going to push this out now whether you like it or not that was suggesting that they just kept adding in and taking it taking stuff out and adding in taking stuff out and restarting and this is CDPR's first, like, uh, open world exploration type game. Like, we're, like The Witcher is open world to an extent, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like this massive world to explore, a lot of stuff to do, but it's not like it's not similar to something like Grand Theft Auto or Saints Row. For sure, yeah. Cyberpunk way more resembles Grand Theft Auto, and this is their first time making something like that with actual like driving mechanics, with guns, stuff like that, you know. And there's just a lot to suggest that they were just t- putting stuff in, and then if it caused a problem, just yanking it out, especially closer to release. And there's like high turnover rates. There's a, a, a incredibly disgusting and factually verified stories of crunch going on at CD Projekt that back that you know back up this sort of idea. 
And so I never believed the hype about Cyberpunk. I only bought it on the pre-order because people were saying, oh yeah, it's going to be good. And I, I pre-ordered it, played it on a lunch day, and I played it on my PS5. That's, a, that's definitely a, a very important thing to know, your PS5. Yeah, my, my, my Sex Station 5. Uh, <laughs> I played on my PS5, and I was getting a fucking lot of bugs. It would crash regularly, it would freeze and glitch regularly. My favorite glitch story from Cyberpunk 2077 is this. There's this mission. There's this character named Pan Am. All right, everybody's favorite character because she's got the wagon, you know. And I was doing I was doing Pan Am's quest line. I was like, okay, she's pretty cool. Might be might be the move to have my character, uh, my my version of V, romance her. And I died in this one specific mission. And when I restarted, it spawned me back at the start of the checkpoint uh, that the mission was at. But the problem was was that we were sitting in a car and it spawned me right on top of Pan Am, and our car was just oh. glitching through everything. Yeah, I've heard about this before. Yep. I've, heard, I've heard about this. And then when I decided to do the next mission in the mission chain, me and Pan Am, we were going out to like like do some heist or whatever. And when I first played the mission, we were walking to our car. And the car just, I looked at where it was supposed to be, then it spawned in and blew like six NPCs out of the way, knocked down a tree. And then I was like, what the fuck? I had to restart. There's so many just weird ass bugs. My character's dick popped out of his pants. You know, that happened to me. That is not just a funny meme. My character's uh, ass popped out of his car and he T-posed through the top of it when I was driving in third person. The driving mechanics are straight fucked. Because it doesn't it doesn't quite feel like realistic driving, but it also doesn't at all feel like arcade GTA style driving. Mm. This coupled with the fact that the minimap is so fucking zoomed in that you can't properly get a read on like really sharp turns and you're going to blow past and have to do a three pointer and go back the way you came and shit. It's ridiculous. Like you will get like every time you enter a new section of the city, that district's. Uh, like the main boss of that district, the person who's going to be handing you, you know, quests and whatnot, they will call you if you haven't been there before. So you could be in the middle of an important mission or talking to some important NPC and they'll just get some some fuck face is calling you and it'll fuck up your dialogue options. If you're talking to someone and you like cross into a zone or if someone calls you, you know, It'll, it'll fuck up. You have to back up from who you're talking to, deal with the phone call, because you can't just hang up. You have to wait for that really? shit to time itself out, which sometimes it doesn't, or you just have to just grit and bare your teeth through it. Just doesn't work. So many, so many T-posing NPCs and, you know, broken fucking set pieces. Um, Such a from, simple option that they won't let you do. Hang up. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, most phones have that. <laughs> it's like would you like to answer this call yes or yes you know uh uh we all know the big uh wholesome uh reddit gold uh speech 100 god himself uh keanu reeves chungus uh he's oh, in the game as johnny silver i'll, I'll pay you a hundred dollars never say that again <laughs> whoa reddit moment <laughs> so we all know uh that the breathtaking man himself keanu's in the game and he plays a major role he's basically your your sidekick your companion he's living in your head you know and apparently uh 
the role of the character Johnny Silverhand was completely different right up until Keanu Reeves was signed on to play him from what I've heard. So there's this character. I don't know if you have you played Cyberpunk, Joe? I have not because okay. a um, I still have a PS4. I've not managed to get a PS5. So until I get a PS5, uh, completely avoiding Cyberpunk and B, I can't even get Cyberpunk anymore because they, they took it off the PlayStation yeah. Store. I got my yep. copy refunded, so I know how that is. Um, but there's this character called Jackie. Jackie is like us, Joe. He's a Hispanic guy. He speaks in Spanglish. Yes. Yeah, he speaks in Spanglish. He gets shot. He signs himself with the Spanish sign of the cross. En el nombre del Padre y el Hijo, Espíritu Santo. Amen. You know? Amen. <laughs> you know, Jackie, he's a, he's a real cool, real nice dude. And apparently he was supposed to be, he's supposed to play more of a major role before his character arc ended. Before Keanu was signed on, but then apparently after Keanu was signed on and they decided they, they basically reworked the entire story to have Jackie out of the picture faster before Keanu before uh, your character meets Keanu meets Johnny Silverhand. And there's so much stuff you could see in the press release material that's just flat out wrong. Um, there's one trailer. Have you played Mass Effect, Joe? Sure have. Okay. And you know how. You know, uh, you're, you build General Shepard. You know, you, you choose his backstory from, like, a, a bunch of different, you know, sort of uh, selection options and and whatnot. Cyberpunk used to have that. There used to be, like, four pieces of your backstory that you can mix and match and choose whatever you want for your character. You know? Okay. Completely gone in the final build of the game. There's only three life paths, and all it changes is the first 20 minutes and a couple dialogue options, as well as one of your one of your many ending choices. That's it. Really? Also, no. maybe one optional, one, one side quest, one side quest. It doesn't make any sort of major impact on how you interact with Night City or what you do, because regardless of what life path you choose, you will always end up as friends with Jackie. You'll always end up with, with a Keanu. You'll always end up in the exact same spot in the exact same shitty apartment doing the exact same things. It's actually interesting that you say that because, um, you know, from an outsider looking in, it really looks like uh, like they play those three options to be game defining yep. or whatever the case might yep. be. But it's interesting that you say that. Yup. That is 1000% the impression that every single person that I that I talked to that annoyed me so much, I decided to buy Cyberpunk 2077. That is 1000% what everybody said. That, oh man, you get to you know live a completely different life, pick a different life path. Not at all how it turned out. Not in the slightest how it turned out. Mm. I, I had this idea where I was like, man, I'm gonna play through this game like three times. I'm gonna play as a street kid. I'm gonna play as the nomad. I'm gonna play as the corporal rat. V is the same person regardless. Now, having played The Witcher, having played Mass Effect, uh. You can basically, like, General Shepard and Geralt of Rivia have certain unalienable character traits, you know, where you can see them either being like a paragon or a renegade, you know? It's like either of those options, you can believe that character saying both of them, you know? Right. right. Especially General Shepard, because you design General Shepard from the ground up, with the exception of, like, their last name. There will always be General Shepard, regardless of whether or not you're playing as Fem Shep or, you know, Man Shep, you know? Um, but General Shepard, regardless of who it is, 
He can always go either way, or she can always go either way. I'll just say they. They can always go the Paragon route or the Renegade route and have it be believable. Not the case for V. Not at all the case. Uh, v is just a... I played on... I played as male V. Okay? And I don't like male V's voice actor. I, admittedly. Uh, I don't think he delivered his lines with enough, with enough feeling. Yeah. I, I don't like it. I, I like male V. Female V is different, though. Female V is good. But... Um, he doesn't. He doesn't really sound like he gives a shit a lot of the time. He just sounds generally disinterested, incredibly neutral all the time, regardless of what you pick. This is unlike Fallout Four with the complete overacting. You know, I'd have fucking rather they had Fallout Four's dialogue system. That that shit is like Shakespeare compared to Cyberpunk twenty seventy. Oh. I fucking hated. Oh Fallout man! 4. Oh no! Whoa! No. Shut up! Dude, Shut dude, up! Dude. So Cyberpunk 2077 is it's based off this tabletop RPG called Cyberpunk. Right. Uh, this real old school 80s tabletop RPG. I love me some tabletop. I love D&D, you know. Mm. This game doesn't really have that. You can initially specialize in stuff, but there is always some skills that you're going to basically have to buy to play the game properly. And some of the time this shit doesn't really make sense. I remember one time specifically where I had to escape this building. And my character had a high strength stat, you know? And there was the option of ripping a fence off of the, uh, of like the wall or like off the gate, ripping the gate off the fence, I should say, and escaping through that way, you know? Mm-hmm. And rather than using my high strength stat to literally rip the fence off, I had to have technical ability. And I was like, what the hell? That doesn't really make sense. What? <laughs> I was like, that doesn't really make sense. Um, the, you know, you see from the trailers that, you know, it looks like there's going to be these really elaborate animations for whenever you get your cyberware uh, changed out. It's just like a menu, just like a little. Yep, I lot, swapped it out. There it is. Yep. A lot of the men, a lot of the uh, menus don't really have like uh, adequate sound effects or really, you know, any sound effects at all. I've heard some stories of people who accidentally like uh, destroyed too much of their material because they really didn't know. Uh, that they were doing it because the menu just didn't have any sound effects. Um, oh, that's 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 yeah. rough. That, that uh, is rough. Cyberpunk it build itself as being all about customization and building the character you want, you know, and looking the way that you want and doing what you want. Uh, the game has a has an armor system, and I feel like that's like one of the dumber things that it added in, uh, because for a game that's about looking the way that you want. And being the character you want. Why the fuck do I have to gimp myself in order to look cool? It's that pro ZD video all over again. This is my ass kicking outfit. You know, that same old tired meme. <laughs> it's what it is. It's what it is, you know. And it's like it's it's got like a Borderlands Destiny style loot system in a game that's about like. That's that's supposed to be about like building up your gear and shit. It's like imagine if Fallout uh, New Vegas had like a Borderlands or Destiny style loot system. Do you think that would make sense? I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but that 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 does not fit in at all. Yeah, in my it, opinion, it, it doesn't. Theory. In my opinion, it doesn't. There's some people who like it. I definitely don't. The game's economy, uh, at least from what I play, because I, I I fucking sold that shit. I refunded it. Um, when I played it, it the uh, economy was completely fucked. Every single mission, every single quest giver in the game will send you like five text messages hey do you want to buy a car you really want to buy a car don't you hey i've got this car 
you like cars. And it's like, I was like, okay, sure. But the cars are so fucking expensive, not because their numbers are high, but because the game doesn't pay you enough. It's like, congrats, if I wanted to live in a live in a world with, like, you know, where I had no money, I'd turn the goddamn game off and go live my life, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Word. Yeah. So, like, there's just so many, like, little and big issues, you know, that I have with that game that I was just like, I don't want to play this shit anymore. I don't know why I listened to anyone and bought the game because I, I wasn't interested. I just wanted the people around me to shut the hell up and I was be like, okay. I'll, I'll play it. And then I was like, yo, this shit was worse than I thought it would be. It did not meet my expectations at all. Jesus Christ, man. That's really, that's, that's, that's really sad. And, yeah. and by the way, just saying, um, like the whole way, like when you were talking about like the way that you acquire your quote unquote loot, that sounds yeah. like, I, I just, I just want to go back to that for a second. Like mm-hmm. coming from a player, <clears throat> like come, 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 okay. Let me specify. Coming from a Destiny player who has yeah. put thousands of hours into Destiny, that sounds so incredibly stupid to have it in a game like Cyberpunk, right? It's literally Destiny, dude. It's li- you literally have your three types of weapons forever. For you get two weapons and you get three types of weapons per, and it's like it's it's literally Destiny's loot system. It's 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 just one for one. That's really disappointing, man, and that's really sad because a lot of game. Okay. Biggest example, and we can get to that later, but Avengers. Oh my god, Avengers! <laughs> yeah, like a game like Avengers did not need that type of loot system whatsoever. Yeah. They put it in there. Cyberpunk did not need that type of uh, loot system or gear system. They still put it in there. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's really. I, I have no I have no words. Dude, you have you've mentioned Avengers and I <laughs> dude, I played Avengers, I beat the story, I played some multiplayer missions and I dropped that shit because there's nothing in it. Do you want to know a game that, I, that came out this year that does what I wanted Avengers to do but infinitely better? So, which one? Streets of Rage 4. Mm, okay. All right. My, one of my contenders for game of the year because of how much it surprised me. Streets of Rage 4, you've played a beat-em-up before, right? A side-scroller beat-em-up. Of course. You know what Streets of Rage 4 does to reinvent the side-scrolling beat-em-up? Do, Adam. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Damn, okay. All right. it, is, it, is the, it is the side-scrolling beat-em-up to end all side-scrolling beat-em-ups because it's just a regular side-scrolling beat-em-up. But it's so... It, it's such a good return to form. Uh... And it's just so fun and colorful and vibrant. I really wanted Avengers to be like that. Basically, just like the story, you know, you got your levels. You can go back and play those levels with your friends. You know, you can go do the multiplayer missions, the radiant missions, where you fight all kinds of people. I thought it was basically just going to be like a brawler, you know, with costumes. But no, Avengers is a full-on Borderlands Destiny-style gear system uh, that really doesn't properly integrate those min maxing systems and shit uh and it's got predatory microtransactions out the ass and it's 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 just it's fucked it's so fucked every game it seems like is trying so hard to mimic destiny's success i'm granted i'm not really a fan of destiny but i'm kind of getting very tired of every game I, i have played destiny i play both of them 
every game trying so hard to be like Destiny and just fucking it up all the way. The only people who know how to make this kind of loot system are Gearbox and Bungie. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. And and, and, and every I'm, game is trying so fucking hard to do that. What are you going to say, Joe? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I was about to cut you off, so go on. No, 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 no. I'm just, I was just going to I was just going to uh, finally restate what I was saying that that no game developer besides those two knows how to do it. I was just going to say, um, like, it's just, no, nah, you, you were talking about how it's Gearbox, bunch of that know how to do it. And I, I was just agreeing. It's like, yeah, yeah, straight up. There, uh, granted, there might be some, some developer out there that knows how to perfect these systems. But for the, generally speaking, yeah, it's 100% one of those two. It ain't, it ain't Squeenix. And it ain't CD Projekt, I can tell you that much. Yeah. It's it's been a wild fucking year, man. This year is like has, has shown me so many types of games that I that I love and hate. You know, I'm I'm grateful, you know, to 2021 for giving me these experiences, allowing me to refine my taste. Never would have fucking played Yakuza ever. And I'm fucking seven games deep in Yakuza now. <laughs> Several hundred hours and hundred dollars into that franchise, mm. and I never would have fucking played it had you know we not been stuck inside. So, if you've never played Yakuza, it's fucking hilarious. It's fucking great. I've I've only heard good things about it, but yeah. honestly speaking, there are so many entries that I just don't know where to start. I saw Like a Dragon coming out this year, and. That one immediately caught my attention. I'm not even gonna lie. It, it immediately caught my attention. I saw the the reveal trailer, uh, reveal trailer that came out. What was it like late last year, maybe? Mm-hmm. And I just knew, yeah, this is definitely a game that I should keep my on my eye on, and I still do. I still have my eye on it, but yeah. I know that I will probably have to play the other Yakuza's to really understand everything that's going on, okay. unless it's like a separate story. Then. Okay, here we go. So oh, I'm, about to, I'm about to hop on my soapbox. So I'm about to pull this game out. I got that steel book. So Yakuza Like a Dragon. There's two jumping on points, I think, that are that are greatest for Yakuza, okay? There's two. You can play Yakuza Like a Dragon. It's a whole new story with whole new characters that occasionally references and brings back characters from the old games. You know, and you can get it. You can understand the story without, you know, uh, needing any of those guys because it's about a whole new cast of characters and a whole new main character who is now, up to this point, my favorite character in the whole fucking franchise. I love, I love Ichiban so much. Uh, is that who you have a, as your uh, Discord? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, my boy Ichiban with the with the bunny filter. He must be protected at all costs. Um, it's a JRPG. You know, it's uh, Ryu Gagoroku Studios' first JRPG, and it's pretty solid. You know. Uh, I know a lot of people get tired of this meme, but because they're both Sega published games, I can say that it's it, it's basically like Persona without the one more system. So, <laughs> yeah, I know uh, it's Persona, but there is no one more system. Just take that out, and you've got Yakuza like a dragon. It's very much based around positioning and whatnot. Uh, it's it's good stuff. Uh, you can hop in there, or you can go back to playing Yakuza Zero. And start Kiryu's story from the beginning and just end that shit with Yakuza 6. And that's that's what I did. See, I picked up Yakuza Like a Dragon when I uh, first got my PS5. I was like, I want something new to play, you know. <laughs> and my only exposure to Yakuza before then was back when Yakuza Kiwami was free on play- PS Plus. Which is yeah, a, a remake of the first game for the PS2. 
I played Yakuza Kiwami when I first got it, and I was like, this shit is so boring, and I dropped it. That was like three years ago. Bull, what a mistake. So I picked up Yakuza Like a Dragon, and I got like 20 hours into it, and I was like, this is really good. I want to play the other ones. And I played Yakuza 0. This, like, I picked up Yakuza 0 and Demon Souls at the same time. I played, I, I, I played both of them the same day, and I was like, Yakuza is it. I love Des, but holy fuck, man. Did Yakuza make me fucking laugh my ass off consistently? Really, really, you would not expect it from a game series game where, like Yakuza, where, right? Huh? A game like Yakuza, right? Like you would not expect that. You like most people's exposure who most people who don't play Yakuza, most of their exposure is like wacky meme screenshots, fucking Bakami time memes and shit, and it's like okay, but like you would not expect a series where a dude names a chicken. Uh, like a live chicken, he names it Nugget, and then makes it work for him. You would not expect a game series like that to actually have heartfelt characters and in an in-depth story. You know, I will admit, their stories are very formulaic. You've played one Yakuza story, you've played all of them. Yakuza like, like, uh, like a Dragon is no exception. But the characters are fucking great. Gameplay is really consistent. I liked seeing the progression in the gameplay from zero all the way up to six. Um, it's, it's 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 fun as fuck. It's funny. It's funny as fuck. And like a dragon is one of the best JRPGs I've ever played. Coming from someone who the only JRPGs he's played are Final Fantasy VII, Personas Three, Four, and Five, and uh, SMT Strange Journey. That's it. And I gotta put you on. I gotta put you on. Yeah, I'm get, I'm I'm getting into SMT. You know, as you already know, I'm I'm waiting to for the remaster to play uh, Nocturne, and I'm gonna be picking up SMT five on release. Uh, I found my 3DS. I'm gonna be playing SMT four, you know, and the and the uh, Strange Journey Redux. Yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be getting in on that hoe. I've got my PS three. We and if if that fails, I got my emulator. I got PCSX two. About to be playing fucking Digital Devil Saga. You know, maybe I want to play an action game. I'll go play Rido's games. You know what I'm saying? So yes, <laughs> go play Devil May Cry too. <laughs> so yeah, man. No, like, I was like, you playing Devil May Cry. Uh, like, uh, which one? Cry. First one on, P- on PC. That is, that is my favorite Devil May Cry. Just let the record show. That's it. That that's definitely uh, it, it's not a hot take by enemies, but it's definitely controversial. Oh, hold on, say your say your piece, Joe. Let's hear what you got to say about Devil May Cry, and then we'll go back to that. I mean, thinking about it, right? Thinking about it is it's hard. It's hard, right? Because, uh, well, the most recent one that I played, obviously the uh, DMC Five. That's just mm-hmm. like, I I bought it on my. PS4, once you go play it. Yep. So, speaking from that, right? DMC5, it's not the best. It's not the best entry, in my opinion. It's not the best entry. It's the most fun entry. Mm-hmm. The combat is really fun, but it's definitely not the best. What do you think is the um, best one? <sighs> you know, yeah. <laughs> If no, you no, say no, Double no, May Cry no, 2, I will end this goddamn episode right now. No, I swear no, to God. No, 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 no. Oh, thank God. I, I'm stuck in between 3 and 1. I'm genuinely stuck in between, between hmm. 3 and 1. Because I have I have such fond memories of 3. When yeah. I was growing up, that was one of my go-to games. DMC 3. This is 
one of my go-to. Yeah, I have such fond memories with it. Maybe that's why I'm holding it uh, to such a high standard. But I only remember good things from DMC3. I remember all, all the combat scenarios. I remember mm-hmm. all the boss fights. Bro, oh my god. The boss fights in DMC3. I don't know uh, to anyone who is listening. Um, please go play DMC. Like it's it's one of the best hack and slash series like ever, 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 ever. Hey, no, man. You say it's nostalgia, but DMC three special edition, especially, is universally loved for a fucking reason, Joe. You gotta realize it. That is true. That, that game is, is gassed up endlessly and is said to be the best of the series for a very specific reason. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's great, dude. I've been playing DMC. Dude, DMC five. You were talking about. I've been playing that on PS5, but playing the special edition, I've been playing uh, LDK as Virgil. It's good stuff. You know, I am the storm that is approaching, you know. Getting them just frame judgment cuts is really a- is really asking for all of my Virtua Fighter knowledge to come back to me. Uh, <laughs> it, I, it is so fucking hard. Because I can get the first two, occasionally the third one, but getting like four or five in a row is fucking impossible for me, dude. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's good stuff. DMC5, I agree. Like you said, it is the most fun. You know, especially because uh, the, because of the way the music system works in DMC Five. Oh, oh, the, the music in DMC. Like a four-hour podcast if we're sitting here talking about the DMC Five music. Oh my god! But to call up fucking Casey Edwards, start talking his ear off about how fucking amazing fucking uh, Devil Trigger and Bury the Light are. Oh my god! Bury the Bury the Light. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. I am the storm that is a pro. It's good stuff. Bury the Light and Devil Trigger are my two favorite songs in that whole game. Facts. Facts. Legitimate facts. Despite the fact that my favorite playable character in DMC5 is fucking V. I agree. Pretty, pretty weird thing to say. He's a very odd ass character. But like just V's sense of style and, you know, uh, playing with the fucking bird and the fucking tiger and fucking nightmare and shit. Fucking monsters from DMC one, shit was sick, you know. But it's just it's just the way he carries himself, you know. V specifically, I like Virgil, I like Dante, I like Nero, you know. I, like, I love, love those guys, but like just just V, that's all I gotta say is just V. He's hot. He's got sick ass tr- music track. He's got an interesting and really weird gameplay style. I mean, sign me up. <laughs> Definitely different compared to the other character, the other playable characters. So I mean, I'll, I'll give you that. You know, uh, is that like it's not like uh, I'm offended or anything? Like, no, it's just it's- his weirdness. That's that's what attracts yeah. me. Just how how different he is. Like you play as like Dante or Nero. You know, you run up, you 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 do your fucking stinger, then you you, you uppercut and you do your your sword, then your fucking gunshots to extend it, and then you zoom back over, you know, and whatnot. You just do your style switch, Royal Guard. You know, uh, right? Fucking Royal Guard carried through, carried me through so many boss fights. Uh, oh my god, dude! I would not have been able to pull that Virgil boss fight off if I didn't put on Balrog and Royal Guard and just play that shit like it was a match of Street Fighter, you know. <laughs> but like, like, and you play as you know Nero. And speaking of Nero, playing DMC Five SC with the Dual Sense is the most godlike Devil May Cry experience. I don't I know. If you've, I don't know if you've heard. Yeah, I have. That's exactly what yep. I was going to say. I've I've only heard orgasmic things about it. So when when I first revved the Red Queen, bro, bro, I ha, huh, it was a good night that night. 
So seeing seeing the best girl, Nico, in 4K. Nico. Nico, the absolute best girl, bar none. I know Lady's great, but Nico is beyond S tier in terms of, you know, waifuness. Uh, it was great, you know, having all the DLC, great. Virgil's levels, there are some of the most action-packed levels I've played as Virgil, in the, in, or just in general in the Devil May Cry series. So much so that even the PS5 was struggling to handle that shit. Really, no. They spawn so many goddamn enemies, and and they're, they're like fucking overpowered ass enemies. It's I, I don't I'm not trying to spoil Virgil stuff for you. It's just it's so action packed and requires so much dedication. You cannot like lay back in your chair and play as Virgil. You can't. You have to be actively engaged. Especially does it lock in a, a difficulty? Um, hmm? say it again. Does it lock in a certain difficulty? Um, I'm unsure, but I've only been playing on an LDK. Okay. Then I, then I want to go back and play this shit in like DOD, you know? So it's, it, it's, it's great. DMC five SE is great, but DMC three, like you said, you know, you think it's great, but like it, the reason why people gas it up is because it's like, it, it it's, I think that it, it's one of the better ones, you know, it's in my contender for my favorite one, that and the first one. And the reason I like the first one so much is probably purely because of nostalgia. I mean, like, you see Dante using a lightning sword and being like, oh, yeah, baby, let's rock. Like, that shit just blew my mind as a child. It blew my fucking mind. Acting is awful, though. I mean, I have to agree. Shit is cheese. You know. But Okay, but let, let's be real. Let's be real. The entire DMC franchise is pretty, pure cheese. It's it, pure it's cheese. Cheesy. It's pure cheese. But I love cheesy things, Joe. You know this about me. I love cheesy things. 100%. I be watching old kung fu movies all the time. So, like, cheese is great. Like, I, I, I admit it's, it, it, like, the acting is bad. But it's so funny to watch it. Like, like Dante, he's a, he's a, he's a fucking dork. We all know this. <laughs> yeah. Like, that first scene in DMC3 really establishes that Dante, he isn't always completely badass. He's kind of a nerd. Kind of, kind of, kind of is. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, let's put it that way. Let's For put it a that man way. that gets so much ass, he really gets no ass, and I understand why. <laughs> it's like, but then again, if I was Dante, I wouldn't exactly want to fuck the the woman who looks like my mother. That'd be kind of gross and weird. Save that shit if for fucking think, Virgil. If you think about it. Uh, my mommy didn't love me. We're just got fucking mommy issues, dog. <laughs> Serious mommy Hardcore. issues. Hardcore. Hardcore. But you want to hear something really hot, some really spicy take. Oh, yeah. You know what DMC game is not as bad as people say? Is DMC if Devil May Cry. Bye. I'm, I, I'm, <laughs> goodbye. I hold on, leave. hold on. If you play the definitive edition where they've cut out, they don't have some of that stupid ass dialogue that Dante had in, in the in the vanilla release, the one that most people played. It's rework it's got reworked combat and whatnot. It's it, don't get me wrong. Second least favorite in the series. Least favorite will always be DMC two. Uh second least favorite in the series, but it's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be when I first played it. Not as bad. 
infinitely no, prefer that. classic Dante, but you know what? I thought that this would be a, a, a long, ongoing podcast, but after the statement you just made, <laughs> but, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's maybe not good. Are, Don't get me wrong. It's not as good as, as it's not good. It's not. It's not as good as DMC four. By any stretch of the imagination, nowhere. It will never be as good as DMC four. It's just not as bad as everyone says. That's that's the only praise that I can give it is that people hated on it a little bit too much. Okay. Uh, it's well deserved. Yes. Well deserved. It is. Yes. So I very mean, well deserved. I mean, you know, again, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. The definitive edition does make it. A slight less pain to play. Yeah. But, but from my experience, the first three hours and then I dropped the game, from those first three hours, no. It's no. still cringe. It's still awful. Dante is a stupid fuck. And I hate him. I don't know what the fuck. I don't. I don't know what the fuck is going through their heads when they decided that D- the DMC Devil May Cry should be even developed. I mean, that was Capcom. That was just Capcom. Because if you actually do a little bit of research into the history of the game DMC Devil May Cry, um, initially, uh, Ninja Theory wanted to make uh, Dante or Dino or whatever you want to call him. They wanted to make him look, you know, even more like Dante. He still had the white hair, still had the red and black. You know, he still used his sword and pistols. Oh, man. In yeah. the in the way that they look. It was Capcom, Capcom Japan, who said, Westerners won't buy this if it isn't completely different. (laughs) And it's like good old Capcom known for making uh, splendid business decisions. I know that just by just by virtue of being a Street Fighter fan. But holy shit, did Capcom really drop the goddamn ball when it came to managing that project? I mean, I'll admit that that um, the the game director wasn't exactly the nicest person on social media. He wasn't exactly the nicest person in his interviews. But holy shit, did they did Ninja Theory set out to do something completely different with DMC Devil May Cry than what actually got printed and produced? And it was it was initially Capcom's fault. Initially, okay, that's yeah. fair. I actually did not know uh, know that little bit of trivia about DMC because I, I I just kind of just kind of block it out of my head most of the time. Pretend that it does not exist. Uh, I, I, like I said, I played the three hours of it, immediately dropped it, never thought of it again until mm. right until right now. But oh, it's interesting to know. I mean, I guess it's I guess I guess they're not all at fault. But I mean, either way, either way, I can't excuse this this. This godforsaken entry into Dude, if one, you, one of my favorite franchises ever. If you go back and look at that concept art, Dante was gonna be he was basically gonna look like a fucking ninja, dude. This look it was looking pretty sick. He was gonna have like a blindfold or whatever the fuck. He looked pretty sick. But Capcom was like, we need Dante to look like a loser. And and Ninja Theory was like, okay. And they made Dante look as much like a loser as possible. I mean, they they got that. They got that right, at the very least. I mean, Capcom makes great action games. You know, Devil May Cry, fucking Asura's Wrath, you know? That's an underrated game. Holy Absolutely. Shit, I, haven't that name. I have not heard that Absolutely name. underrated. My God. 
shit. Oh my, I just got, I just got, oh my God, that name. You just gave me flashbacks to like 2010 yep. sitting on Xbox 360 playing that game, man. Dude, the only reason I picked that game up was because I heard that Ryu and Akuma were in it. And I actually played it and I was like, holy shit, this dude is like, it's like if Capcom produced God of War. That's, yeah, that's actually pretty, yeah, that's pretty accurate. It's good stuff. Holy shit, man. Fucking. Damn, bring back memories that I forgot I had. God bless. God bless you, Adam. God bless you. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, is to call back to your childhood. But, dude, it's uh, it's wild how, oh, like, how Capcom just kind of just dropped this or his wrath. Like, I don't even think they re-released it. I don't think they did. The only I way you can play Asura's Wrath on modern consoles is if you use PS Now or something. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's on Game Pass. Granted, I don't know. Um, I don't even know if it's if you can emulate it. You probably can, but more than likely, yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and damn, this shit came out in 2012. I thought it was way before that. Man, nine years old. Holy shit! Yeah. Old actually, actually, yeah, almost, almost a whole. Nine years old. It's in February that it released. Uh, damn, Capcom, y'all better uh, print some free money by releasing it on uh, modern consoles. <laughs> straight up. Straight but then up. again, Capcom is known to fucking hate money. <clears throat> Darkstalkers. God, they do fucking bring money. Mm. Darkstalkers hasn't had a re-release on, since the PS3. The only recognition Darkstalkers get is from Marvel vs. Capcom and from like Street Fighter costumes. That's it. That's that's the one fighting game that they released, right? What are you talking about? They released a single... Uh... Three. They released three of them. Oh, did they? Okay, okay. They released a trilogy of them back in like the 90s, early aughts, and they re-released it on the PS3 and left it to rot. Capcom has been known to disrespect Darkstalkers a lot. There's this fighting game, one of the greatest fighting games ever made, called Capcom vs. SNK2, Mark of the Malari right. 2001. And oh, yeah. Capcom... They redid everybody's sprites, except for, like, Sagat. They redid, like, every character's sprites, and it looks amazing. But Morrigan is literally the same sprite from, like, Darkstalkers 1. Just gussied up a little bit. And I'm like, what the fuck? And Morrigan as a character? If you ever play Marvel vs. Capcom, it is it is a gamble as to which Darkstalkers characters you're going to get. Uh... <laughs> Like, MVC3, I know it had Morgan. I think it had, like, Shinko, and that's it. Oh, that's... man, a great total of two to represent the entire series. Oh, that's awesome, man. Dude, Marvel vs. Capcom is infamous for putting some weird-ass characters in their games. You know Cap- one of Capcom's flagship franchises, um, Resident Evil. <laughs> Do you want to guess which Resident Evil characters are in Marvel vs. Capcom? Because there's only three. Or four. Four. There's only four. If I had to take a guess, I'm assuming it's none of the MCs or none of the playable. Hold on, hold on. Go give me some names. I'll tell you if you're right. I've got my four fingers up. I'll put them down when you give me a correct name. Go ahead. I will I will I will I will give you an affirmation if you get it right. I'll ding you if you get it wrong. All right. Um let's see here. Let's see here. Um let's see. Let's see. If I had my my first guess, my first guess. Um let's let's go with RE3, let's see. Hmm. No, actually, no. Uh, my first guess, uh, Leon? <clears throat> nope. 
that's such an obvious entry or such an obvious answer that I'm not so, I'm you're, not surprised. You fucking think, Joe. You fucking think. Uh, uh, let me see. Let me let me think of an antagonist. Uh, Nemesis. He's there. No, Nemesis is there. Okay, okay, Nemesis okay. is there. Okay. Let's see. Uh, who's the bitch from RE6? The guy from RE6. There's like three, dude. You talking uh, about Jake? You talking about Chris? You talking Chris. about yeah, Chris. Chris is there? Chris is there? Chris okay, from okay. Resident Evil Five is there? He gets one alt. He gets one alt. That is that is that is a uh, stars Chris from the first game. Just one. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Um, Jill. Jill's there, but it's RE5 Jill. Jill with that big ass red thing in her chest, and she gets one alt. Just one. That's her in the Resident Evil Three outfit. This is all MVC3 we're talking about here. I really have no idea who the last character could be. Oh, fuck it. You mentioned antagonists, Joe. You mentioned antagonists. Okay. Um, Who's the obvious pick for Resident Evil antagonists? I mean, I I would have picked... I I mean, I said Nemesis. That's like the most obvious one that can come to mind. Really? Yeah, I mean, when when I see when I see when I see Ari, yeah, Nemesis is like the big baddie that comes to mind. Really? Yeah, man. Not Albert fucking Wesker. <laughs> okay, all right, I can see that. He's the all fourth right. one. This is all MVC three, because in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, the three-year-old fighting game, the most recent one in the series, only had Chris and Nemesis. What the fuck? Yep. And let me, this is coming from MVC3, where one of the fan-favorite characters was fucking Wesker. No Leon, no Claire. Granted, I'm not going to fucking lose any sleep if they're not going to add, like, Jake or, or Sherry or anything. But no Leon and Claire is mind-boggling to me. That is absolutely Because, wild. like, the most popular entry in the franchise doesn't have Chris, Jill, Nemesis... Doesn't have any of those guys in it, and Wesker's only in like a cutscene in a side mode. So fucking stupid. I'm sorry. Idiotic. Free money is not being printed. Say fucking Capcom called Atlas and says, "Guys, we hate money. What are we supposed to do to not get any money?" I I need a second to like sit down, understand what the fuck just what what the fuck you just told me. I need to I need to sit down. I need I need to second. And Joe Joe, you like Atlas's games, and you know that up until like middle of last year, Atlas hated money. To be fair, they still they they they, I feel like they still do hate money, considering that all of the old um, SMT games, Persona One, Two, both of the uh, Persona Two games are still unplayable on current gen consoles what the fuck atlas hold on i'm getting a call from atlas hello atlas this is uh, adam speaking no i i don't own a psp or ps vita and they hung they hung up they hung up <laughs> that's <laughs> that's they it hung. oh you know all right tough <laughs> oh i'm sorry did you want to play the, the 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 correct translation of persona one did you want to play our complete re-releases with redone artwork for persona 2 innocent sin and eternal punishment did you want to play persona 3 portable well then fuck you that's atlas Damn, that's tough go go find a, an old ass fucking console that no one is going to use anymore besides for these specific entries and go play them there Yep. Whatever. It's mind-boggling, dude. I told you about this when I first started getting into SMT. 
that on your PS3, you know, we, we all know how PS3 has the PS1 classics, you know? Right, yeah. So on your PS3, and they have PS2 classics as well. So on PS3, you can play per- Persona 2 Eternal Punishment. Take a second to digest that. You might ask yourself, wait, but isn't Persona 2 a duology? And Atlas exactly. would look at you and they'd say, why, of course, little, little boy, Jimmy. Persona 2 is a duology. But if you don't have a PSP, you know what you can do with Persona 2, Persona 2 Eternal Punishment, right? You know where to stick that, right, little Jimmy? Right up that little ass of yours. Yep. It, it fucking sucks. Because you don't, like, it, it fucking sucks. Because, you know, I've played, this past year, as I, as I already mentioned, I played Personas 3, 4, and 5, you know. I played Persona 3 Fess with mods. Oh my god, from a fucking playable I, I, I bought it. Mod. I bought it. I bought it for my PS3. Oh, I, I, oh. I I could I, I like Mitsuru used Marin Karen too many times and I said I'm not fucking playing this shit. Yup. Fucking yep. Marin Karen. Fucking hated it. And so what then if I, you <laughs> wanted to finish the boss fight? But Mitsuru said Marin Karen. Oh my god. Marin Karen, dude. And I was just like, I'm just gonna download PCSX2, download the playable car- the the controllable party mod. And I had a good time. Not my favorite Persona game. Nowhere near my favorite Persona game. Enjoyed it. Man, that my heart, my heart. Nah, man. Every, everybody who knows me knows that my favorite one. Persona Four. Persona Four Golden, baby. Does anyone want to talk about murders? <laughs> uh, and, and like Persona Five, great. But like, it is just. Hey Atlas, if you're listening to this, which you you better be, or otherwise I'm gonna uh, send you a very strongly worded letter. If you guys really uh, loved money, uh, you would re-release Persona Three on the PC with all of the extra content that Persona Four Portable added in. Persona Three Portable added in, I should say. Just take take the content for Portable, put it in Fess, release it. Stunks. I At least it's like an ultimate edition. All easy. Fucking Persona easy. Three Ultimate just just stonks. Make that shit like like Persona Four is what like twenty bucks. Twenty bucks for Persona Four Golden is uh, that's that's already a steal. That's when it goes on discount. Shit. Yeah, I bought Persona Four Golden Digital Deluxe Edition for like fifteen dollars. <laughs> like. <laughs> Wait, you robbed Atlas? What the fuck? Atlas, fuck? Atlas hates money so much they just gave this shit to me. <laughs> but like, holy shit. I mean, like, Atlas, as much as Atlas hates money, I do have to say that they, they are really shitty about their DLC practices. Persona 3, not Persona 3, uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne Remastered, from what I've heard from, from Gnarly. You know. Yeah, are you talking about uh, the fact that they're releasing, um, what is it? They're releasing something that was in the base game as DLC. Is that what you're talking about? Are you referring to don't, my, my boy uh, Dante? Because I'm not referring to that. Okay, well, then, what, then what do you mean? Uh, I've just, I've heard from Niarly, I can't remember exactly what, but there's like some really shit DLC in Nocturne. Not like downloadable patches or anything, there's just some shit DLC that Atlas could not get enough of that money that they got from robbing people when Persona 5 Royal released uh, that they just had to put in some really shitty DLCs. I could be wrong, but that's what I heard at least. Because we all remember what happened when Persona uh, Persona 5 Royal got released. Day one DLCs? 
Are you fucking serious? That shit came pre-installed with each copy. I don't. You know what? I don't understand. This one blew my mind with P5R. Was the whole Kasumi DLC the costumes? Dude, I, I yeah. So this is where we're going, huh? This is where we're going. I can sit here and talk about this shit all day. Oh my god! Don't believe <laughs> me, I could as well. Let's let's Dude. go into this. Yeah, why don't you tell? Yeah, why, don't sure, you t- why don't you tell? Why don't you tell? Why don't you tell the listeners about it, Joe? Alright, so basically, essentially, um, P5R releases, um, and there's some uh, cosmetic DLCs, right? I mean, that's not, that's not like a huge, it's a little bit scummy, but it's not it's not the worst that we've seen. Um, so Persona 5 Royal comes with all of the original Persona 5 DLC for free, mm-hmm. right? That, I understand that. Um, there's a new party member introduced called Kasumi. Atlas, for whatever fucking reason, decides that even though she has all of the uh, all the costumes from uh, Persona Five, like the same as the other party members, she has all the deal, uh, all the costumes from Persona Five. Um, they're gonna throw every single costume of hers into that bundle, with obviously the new ones that they made for P Five R, and release it for what was it twenty dollars? Yeah, it was like it was like fifteen twenty bucks. To get That's content absurd. that was already in the game, <laughs> that was already in person, was that was already in Persona Five Royal. Yeah, right. That that makes. I don't know about you, Adam, but to me, um, there's nothing wrong with that. There's, they're just they're just a small indie developer <laughs> trying to make money. You know? <laughs> Atlas is twenty people. That's it. Sorry, <laughs> did you want to dress Kasumi up like a member of C's? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Better, 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 uh, better whip that, that little uh, wallet out. I know every other member of the Phantom Thieves is dressed up like members of the investigation team. And you got Joker dressed up like Raido Kuzunoha. You know, everybody's in their seven sisters drip. Yes, sir. But, but Kasumi, if you want Everyone her to get out of her goddamn Sailor Moon outfit, you better pay up, you fucker. It's so stupid, man. It's genuine. I don't understand I mean, no, 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 I don't understand. I, I, she's a new character, but so fucking what? Every single one of her other costumes are already in the game. It goes deeper than that, Joe. Every single one of her other costumes are already in the game. What no, no, the no, fuck? no, 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 It goes what deeper than that. Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. So, go no, ahead. You know, we everybody. Okay, you should be listening. If you listen to this, you, you might know about a little a little uh, indie game that absolutely zero people played that had no competitive scene called Catherine. And that Atlas released, re-released it this past year, uh, in a game in a package called Catherine Full Body. Right. Yeah. Now, keen-eyed oh, viewers, keen-eyed viewers might know that the Catherine characters bear a very striking resemblance to the Persona Five characters, and Atlas, knowing this as well, decided to release in vanilla Persona Five a costume pack that allows you to dress your characters up. Like the Catherine characters. Joker can dress like Vincent. Ryuji can dress like Orlando. So on and so forth. And so when Catherine Full Body comes around and there's a new love interest called Rin, Atlas decided that when P5R came out, they'd also let the new party member, Kasumi, dress up like Rin as well. Right. This would right. be innocuous enough. But not only is is, is the, the Catherine costume DLC for every party member except for Kasumi free, but Kasumi's Catherine costume is not a costume. It is literally the fucking model from Catherine Full Body, just put in P5R. 
It is a fucking recycled model. Straight up ripped from Catherine full body. Put into P5R. Yep, there's the costume. Hand over the money. Fuck Atlas. <laughs> sit back and observe. Watch the money roll in. This is a foolproof plan. And Atlas, sometimes they have great DLCs. The Joker DLC for Catherine Full Body, where instead of the uh, the Golden Playhouse announcer, you have all of the Phantom Thieves commentating as Joker ascends Babel, acting completely on brand. That was great. Right, yeah. Atlas letting Sakurai put Joker in Persona 5 and having all of the Phantom Thieves in the background with their own voice lines cheering Joker on. Great. Persona 5 Strikers. Great. But pay us $15 for a fucking model swap. Now, you want an example of a model swap done right? I'll direct you back to Yakuza. Now, Ryu Gogodoku Studio made this game. You know, uh, uh, Yakuza in Japan is known as Ryu Gagotoku, like a dragon. That's what it's called. And so, a couple years back, RGG Studio made this game called Hakuto Gagotoku, like a North Star. It is literally Yakuza's combat with a Fist of the North Star paint job. And they also have a single DLC that is a model swap where you can make Kenshiro look like Kazuma Kiryu. Do you know how expensive it is, Joe? You know, I, I'm i going to take a shot in the dark here. Assume that these are the worst developers ever. Uh, real scummy. Uh, Ubisoft, EA, Activision level of scummy. I'm going to say $3. It's like 2 to $5, dude. It's one of those two. Really now? It's like Damn, dude, I, I, said that, I said that as a joke. <laughs> it's like two to five dollars. I shit you not. It's like two to five dollars. And you know why it works so well? Not only does Kenshiro, the beef boy, play exactly like Kazuma Kiryu and share Kiryu's voice actor. Uh that's exactly why it plays so well, actually. Never mind, fuck it. <laughs> but he does all the shit in this little hub world. That Kiryu would do. He has like odd jobs, participates in sub stories. It's literally Yakuza in Fist of the North Star. And as such, you can dress up Kenshiro like Kiryu Kazuma. It is a it is a model swap done right, and it makes sense. But Atlas. <sighs> fucking Atlas. Fucking Atlas. Charge you $15 for a model swap. Oh, the oh the Mega Ten community likes Strange Journey. Well, you better pay fifteen dollars to get your party to dress up like like the characters from SMT Strange Journey. Yeah, man. Yeah, and now that I'm thinking about it, now that you're bringing up uh, P5R DLC, well, you want to talk about the battle bundle? Oh my fucking lord! I actually played those battles, Joe. Did you actually? I did. Uh, uh it was like foggy night. It was like foggy day and like uh. Foggy day, full moon, full moon, and foggy day. That's it. Good stuff. Go ahead and Joe. Tell them about the about the battle bundle. Tell them about the battle bundle. 
So the battle bundle includes um, two boss fights. One is with the uh, MC of P3, and then Dorkun, Dorkun, Dorkun. Oh, Dorkun, I missed you. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I didn't even understand why he got that name until like a year after I uh, my I finished my my uh, official quote unquote official uh, first playthrough of P3. Mm-hmm. Oh, why, why do they call him Door? Oh, it's because he sealed as a door. He's um, literally a fucking door. <laughs> yeah, but then then he got the Chad, the King. You got Chad, the King. As the other um, boss battle. Wait, you you can be in P five R Narukami? Of course oh, I can, because oh. I'm the King. <laughs> oh, fucking Chad. And there's nothing inherently wrong about this pack. It's like what, ten dollars? It's something like that, like fifteen bucks, I think. No, actually, it's ten bucks. It's ten bucks. It's ten bucks, actually. Never mind. It's ten bucks. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that, right? But in my opinion, when you go to when you sit down and look at the fact that Justine, Caroline, and Justine have a boss battle. I know that it's from P5, but that was in the base game. It's like. Mm-hmm. Like, well, then why couldn't you just have included them? It's ba- You basically access them the same way as you access Caroline and Justine boss battle. It's like a, a different menu. Mm-hmm. But either way, uh, th- there's nothing, again, there's nothing inherently wrong with it because it includes some extra some extra healing items and some extra yeah. skill cards and whatever. But I don't know. It's a, it, Again, it's like with the whole, the whole thing that we've been talking about, uh, Atlas's... DLC, uh, shitty DLC practices. It's just, why? Why is it there to be? Dude, I bust a nut whenever Joker does the Myriad Truths line. Because that was like my favorite moment from P4, you know? And to see that they actually brought back Johnny Young Bosch and Yuri Lowenthal to do the voices for Narukami and Dorkun. It's good stuff. But like, for like a good total of like, what, like 10 minutes of my time for each boss fight? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 too. That too. <laughs> I haven't purchased the pack myself, so I I don't know. But I've I've obviously uh, watched it on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, again, to each their own. And but I mean, it's our podcast. We talk whatever the fuck about yeah. whatever the fuck we want to. Um, this whole DLC it's kind of kind of dumb. Kind of shit. Fucking throw it out. The only thing that's been good to come from that is the mods where people mod in Narukami instead of Joker as the playable character. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's it's really cool. Seeing because they because Atlas redid all of Narukami's animations. He crushes the card. He has his big old katana. You know? It's really cool seeing, you know. Uh, all of these old school animations and see, oh my God, seeing fucking Dorkun shoot himself with the evoker gun. Oh my God. It's so oh cool. It's so cool. Yeah. You know, but it's like hmm? the new cutouts that they made for, um, for each character too. Yeah. The new cut-ins. Oh my God, dude. It's awesome. It's sick. And it's like, and it really makes you ask like, like what, like what the fuck Atlas, you know? Like I'm, like, I, I I've been known to question Atlas many a time, many a time. Like 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 Persona Four Arena Ultimax, 
there's no like season pass. You have to right. buy all the DLCs one after like the separate. other. It's like there's no like I glad like that game cost me twenty bucks. I'd gladly pay like another twenty to get all the all the music DLCs and all of the DLC characters. There's only fucking three. Marie and Margaret. M- Mommy Margaret, please uh step on me. Uh, <laughs> and and Adachi. And it's like seeing at uh seeing Ad- like Adachi's whole side story, you know, seeing him interact with Narukami, it's great. Like like you you you've played P4, you know, you you played P4G, you already know how with Dachi's story ends. And like when you get to P4 Arena Ultimax and you you have a, a Dachi and you Narukami and even Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle has this. You know, when uh, Dachi and Narukami talk, it's like Narukami actually cares for this guy and I love seeing them interact, you know. He's like I right. still believe in our bond type shit. It's great. Even though, it's like... Well, redacted, right? But redacted? I mean I mean, yeah, well, let, let, let's not try to spoil anything. Yeah, in case the listeners haven't heard it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's, it's it's really good stuff, but, like, really, dude. Ten bucks for what? This? Like, if I, like it doesn't really add anything, use, anything useful into the game. Because all you could just get all the Persona 5 DLC for free, and that has all the overpowered DLC Personas. Izanagi no Okami Pikoro looking right at you. Shit. Shit will carry you through the Yaldabaoth and Adam Kadmon fights. Just carry you. Like myriad truths will, will will literally piggyback you through all of Adam Kadmon on its own. It'll carry you through like sixty percent of the game, straight yeah. up. And P five R is like my favorite Persona combat. You know, it doesn't have my favorite attack in the series, which is, uh, if you know me, burning petals. The ultimate waifu <laughs> doing the coolest attack. God, I'm a, I'm a I'm a Yukiko simp. Okay, I'll admit it now. Persona has some god tier waifus. But Yukiko, she hits different. People will say, but her laugh is annoying. But she's so bland. What about Chie? What about Naruto? And I'll be like, what a fuck what fuck what about him? I mean, alright, but They're no, great. No. There's like you remember that fucking stupid ass poll that came out where like Naruto won, there was like the whole social media thing about it, you know? Yeah. When I first I saw that, that, I was like, I was like Okay, I really don't get it, but okay. Then I played Persona 4 Golden twice, and I decided I really do understand why they put Naoto as number one. Naoto's great. Honest, Shit, and and I'm not, I'm not I'm not trying to slander you here or anything, but didn't you also say that your uh, favorite Persona 5 girl is on? Kind of see the resemblance there, but you know. I'm not yeah, but listen, anything. the greatest Persona girl period will always be Kanji, bar none. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna Facts. hear anything else about that. Facts. I fucking love Kanji. I fucking Facts. love Kanji. I, like, I know Chie is objectively stronger in terms of like who you're gonna put in your party, but I was like, fuck you, Chie, get out of here, put Kanji in the party. My par- my my party for like the last like two dungeons was was Narukami, Kanji, Naoto, and uh, Yukiko. Because I, yeah. just because I loved Kanji so much, like he, he definitely was the was the strongest character in P five. Like the 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 best character to, um, like his, his character arc and his progression was definitely the strongest in P four. Yeah. yeah, no competition. He's no he's no fucking Risei. Uh, mm, right, I let's not get Risei. I hated Risei. No, I'm no. saying this very calmly. <laughs> Say, right? oh, come, really? on, come on, senpai! You wanna, you wanna fuck me, senpai? 
Okay, it's, okay, okay, it's, okay. I'm not said that you're wrong or anything. So, it, it gets on my nerves. I love Laura Bailey. She's done some great voices. And she's a great actress. But holy fuck, did I get tired of Risei hitting on you every five seconds. It's like, I am talking to Yukiko right now, who I've been in a romance with for the past six months. Will you shut what up, is- Risei? <laughs> What does Risei do? Oh, senpai! Would you like to be alone with me in the dark with the lights off and our clothes off, senpai? It's like, shut up! (laughs) I'm trying to ski with my girlfriend, Risei! Leave me alone! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, fucking... Don't even get me started. Like, like, uh, yeah, I did say that Ahn was my favorite girl from P5. I I think P5 has some of the better written romance characters in the series. Um... I do like a lot of the girls in P5 because when I initially played Persona 5 Vanilla, um, I actually wanted to have to date Ann and Makoto at the same time, like some real Betty and Veronica type shit. And I ain't talking Riverdale. I'm talking dollar store Archie comics, Betty and Veronica type shit. Uh, when I first met Futaba, I was like, I'm going to romance her. Then I got into her social link and I was like, she's too much like a sister. I can't do that. That's weird. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, also, Futaba kind of got annoying with the whole lead speak thing. Like, I liked her character arc. I liked her palace a lot. Her palace is one of my favorite. In the her, her palace is one of the favorite. One of my favorites in the in, in P five Vanilla and Royal. I love it. When mother, the days when mother was here, banger, <laughs> certified slapper. Let's take a like. What can I say? Certified slapper. But like, holy shit, did did it kind of grate me? You know, we've all made those Mishima simp jokes. You know. I very vividly remember getting to that part in Futaba Social Link where you talk with Mishima and just being like, this nigga really got rejected by Futaba? Are you serious? How bad can you be? <laughs> he human. was down terrible, down atrocious. <laughs> to get rejected by a girl that doesn't even leave her fucking house. Man. <laughs> it's like getting rejected by a, by, a, by the girls in the Discord VC. Bro, what are you oh, doing? Man. <laughs> down atrocious down pathetic but like like and, and like person like i have a hard time deciding whether or not i like sojiro or dojima more coffee dad or absentee father you know okay he, his okay he, he goes deeper than that he know that he's no 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 don't get me started i maxed out dojima social link yeah he goes way deeper than that he's actually became one of my favorite characters not just because he's voiced by unsho ishizuka not just because of that. If you didn't know. Have you played P4G in Japanese? I have not, actually. Okay, so there's this running gag between me and like a bunch of uh, people who know me. That no matter what thing, I, no matter what Japanese game I play or anime I watch, I can never escape Unsho uh, Ishizuka, God rest his soul. He is Heihachi Mishima from Tekken. He is Brad Wong in Dead or Alive. He is Professor fucking Oak. He is Ryotaro Dojima. He is Joseph Joestar. We really know. Old Joseph from part three? That's him. And part four, too. That's him. Damn. All right. Yep, that's him. Oh, and he also he voices Dojima. You, you, the second, his voice is so recognizable. The second you hear that deep baritone voice, you'll be like, oh my God. You're, you're not even going to dare, dare do that shit on the podcast. But you'll know. Uh, not just because of that. I mean, like his character arc was great. You know, the whole thing with him and not. If you max out him and Nanako's social links, you know, he becomes one of the better characters in P4G. But Sojiro, who boy, 
Soji bro. Soji bro. That motherfucker started the game I, off and I hated him. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's he was like, like you, exactly. you, you, sleep in the attic, you dirty bitch. You know? Can't believe I have to take care of you. And then make sure that no one knows of your existence. Good. Go, go, go. <laughs> Get out of my sight. You know? Eat some curry. Get out of my face. You know, but then you get to the you 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 go through especially Futaba's arc. Like I feel like that was really where I hit I hit my stride with Sojiro was Futaba's palace. Right. Seeing yeah, just sure. how much he cared for Futaba, and you know how much he cared for Wakaba and all that. It was great. It was great. And I was like, dude, Sojiro is kind of awesome. He kicks that. Yes. Especially in Royal Man, because when, when, that's when they really take a little bit more time to flesh things out. Between all three of them, it's really, it's really touching. It's really yeah, touching. third semester Futaba was, it was, I feel like that was the hardest one for me. Out of all the fantasies to break, that was the hardest one for me. Because you got Makoto, Sai, and their father, they're all living together. An and Shiho, none of that shit happened, you know? Haru's dad isn't a total piece of shit. But then you got like Wakaba... Futaba and Sojiro, and I was like, oh boy. Not to mention um, the sexiest character in P5R, which is uh, Human Morgana. Oh, oh Mike. Okay, 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 okay. Wait, hang on, hang on. Let, let's take a second to talk about Human Morgana. Let's take it. Let's what are you gonna What are you gonna say about the best boy? I'm not even gonna lie, bro. When I when I first saw, uh, well, because because I was I was spoiled on. Uh, on Human Morgana when it uh, when it first released over there in Japan, I saw like a, a picture of that. I, I saw like a, I, I translated tweets that uh, it's Human Human Morgana, whatever. Not really a big deal. Uh, I was like, yo, I might have to start simping for this man, like hardcore, hardcore. Yeah. This man was fucking with the with the blue eyes, with the gold blue eyes, strongest blue eyes that I've ever fucking seen. And that shit had me in a trance. I, I'm not even gonna lie. Bro, I not shit you not. <laughs> I shit you not. I was sitting at a party when I first got to the third semester. When Joker woke up in the bed with a uh, human Morgana, I was like, "You know what? I'm fine with this. I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather it be Yusuke." Bro, all right, hold on, hold on, real quick. Let's take a talk. Let's take a second to talk about how gay Persona Five Royal is in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. First up on the itinerary for a uh, uh, gay Persona Five, gay Sona Five Royal. Uh, in a good way, in a good way, of course. Uh, Goro Wakechi. We've uh, we've we've we casually talked about this when I first got there, but like that Akechi like, social link, pure Gay dojin bait. Gay as fuck. Gay as fuck. When that nigga put on Joker's glasses, I was like, y'all y'all gonna fuck, y'all gonna fuck. All right. When's the fate to black saying that uh, Joker and Akechi spent a lot of time together? <laughs> I I legitimately held off on romancing on just so I could max out Akechi's social and could see if I could romance him. Oh man! Because I was like, oh, if man. I can do it, I'm gonna do it. If I can do it, I'm gonna do it. But so no, disappoint. Strictly platonic, two bros sitting in the bathhouse, five feet apart because they're not gay. <laughs> Sitting in and the center, and actually, 
Um, the end of the social link was actually it was actually one of my favorite parts about the entire social link. Are you talking about the rank eight or the with the battle, or are you talking about like the full uh, yeah. end of thirteen? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was great. Nigga was nigga straight up said, "I hate you." I was like, "Oh fuck me, please." <laughs> oh, pause, pause. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. That shit was great. No, yeah, one hundred percent. Where the entire battle is just like. I hate you. I have to prove to myself that I'm better than you in every single way. I hate you so much. That entire thing was just, man. Half half expected him to call Joker Kakarot. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Damn it, Kakarot. Dude, this show's great. Like, and then in the third semester, especially, you know. I think we've all seen the clip of of a of a streamer Crystal crying her fucking eyes out. And if you haven't, that's a solid like twenty minute best of Persona Five Royals stream, a Persona Five video that she did. That was great, and I was like, yeah, that about sums up exactly how I felt. And that after credit scene, if you max out the social link and you fully complete the third semester, I was like, I had to double take. I was like, what? I know. I know, man. I know. When when he came in, yeah, it's like yeah. I'm doing this. Obviously, trying to avoid spoilers, but I'm doing this. It's like oh, he actually cares. Yep. <laughs> yep. That shit was God was God tier. Actually, was he required a social link for the third semester? Um, I don't believe so. I believe it was just for that after credit scene. Because I know uh, to get the third semester, you have to max out uh, Kasumi and Dr. Uh, Maruki. As I, I jokingly called him Dr. Tofu because he, like, I don't know if the fucking, if, if Atlas was watching or reading Ranma one half or something when they came up with Persona 5 Royal. But, like, like y'all are telling me that a brown-haired doctor with glasses is out here paying special attention to a girl named Kasumi who's real nice and innocent. And I'm not going to compare it to Rama one half. I'm sorry. But I think just to access third semester, you need Maruki and Kasumi. And then for, right. the, for the cutscene, you get Akechi and the Joker. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because at that, at that moment is when it um, hits max, right? Uh, Which moment? Because uh, you get to rank eight, and then uh, rank nine and ten are automatic. Oh, Okay, okay. No, it's it's just been a minute, so I, I don't really remember. Yeah, this is I, I first play, I, I finished this shit. I, I first played P five R in April, and then I like dropped it midway through because I was like, okay, I've already been through most of this shit. And then I picked it up again in like August, and I finished it, and I was like, okay, it's good stuff. And I'm playing through it again for the second time right now. Good shit, shit. Yeah. So I love P five. It's it's one of my it's 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 like my second favorite Persona game. I have to go back and play through um, uh, Innocent Sin and Eternal Punishment, and then um, Megami and Roku Persona. But I'm gonna get my get a PSP emulator for that. All right, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mod in the original music for Persona One because they changed it. Right. Um, yeah. And then Persona Two, I heard was was pretty good, so I don't have to mod that or anything. So. Persona Two is definitely good when it comes to plot, battle, and everything. Like the characters are, are pretty good. Plot is definitely my most favorite out of any other Persona game. Mm-hmm. But the battle, man, the the, the battles. The combat is, it's it's not as bad as P one, yeah. But man, Persona one is just motherfucker, just straight up teenagers using guns. Like, <laughs> like I, 
like I've gone, I've gone into uh, a little bit of Megami Tensei, as I mentioned already. I fucking watched the OVA for Digital Devil Story Megami Tensei, and it was bad, but I really liked it because it was really bad. That shit was fucking weird, and I loved it. Fucking, I, I, I mean, and and then obviously, you know, Persona. And I've played uh, the original version of Strange Journey. I have to play the Redux version for the DS. Right. Uh, Atlas, y'all could just go put that shit on the Switch. Same thing with See, same that, thing with that would goddamn be, fucking SMT4. Damn, bro, y'all would have the whole squad smirking. That would be too logical, and it seems like they would make too much money off that. So, nah, nah. Sorry, man. Sorry to <laughs> to ruin dreams like that, but yeah, nah. Sorry, man. It's not happening. Yeah, unfortunate. A logical decision that makes money. Nah. But I've, got, I've got my 3ds XL. I got that shit, so I'm good. You know. Uh, damn. Uh, is is there anything else you want to talk about, Joe? Before we uh, wrap up and get out of here. Any any uh, other uh, topics you want to bring forth that we could have a nice little discussion about? Or are you going to go I mean, ahead and give your closing words? Uh. Is there anything in, uh, in particular that you feel like discussing before we go? Because honestly, I don't really have anything in my mind at the moment. Uh, other than other than wrapping back over because I never really finished what I was talking about for P5R, uh, Yusuke is great. Uh, very, very uh, European. And Human Morgana's hot, and that's as much as I've got. Um, yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I think that's the podcast, man. So uh, I hope uh, you listeners had a good ass time enjoying uh, us to talk about uh, everything under the sun. You know, uh, what do you think, Joe? I, I enjoyed myself. You know, this is nice. I definitely did. Oh, man. I, can you believe that it's almost been two hours since we started recording? I can't. I really can't. I really can't. It feels like we're just here shooting the shit, talking about whatever comes to our head. Here As, we are. Uh, any Probably good for- podcast is. Hello, duh. we're literally the number one most rated podcast in the planet on Apple, on Apple, uh, Spotify, YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, all of it. Everybody listens to this. Even Joe Rogan listens to this. Where, where do you think he got the idea from? <laughs> he looked at us like, oh, shit. <laughs> he was copying my test. He just changed the words a little bit. <laughs> so, um... I, I hope to be seeing you, Joe, and uh, you, dear uh, listeners, uh, next week for another episode of Adam and Joe After Hours. Yes, of course, my good sir, Adam. I can't wait to see you next week. And whoever's listening out there, my dear fellow listeners, can't wait to see you.